we're back. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. You're joined by myself, Lawson, my wonderful co-host, Danuta, and we are doing a number of things, the first of which is getting our next quiz clue. Mm, which of Peter's relatives did Jesus heal? Hey. Which of Peter's relatives did Jesus heal? Do you know when we went to Israel with my husband, mm-hmm. we actually saw the ruins of the home in Capernaum where it's believed to be Peter's home. Mm, really? Yeah, there's actually um, yeah, a, a, um, a, another monastery built on top of it now, uh-huh. but it's right near the water and it's right near the synagogue that um, the the foundations, the base foundations of that are still seen from the time of Jesus. Mm. So it's really quite fascinating to see that. Yeah. I really want to go to Israel. Oh, you've hey. got to sometime. Really it's just go incredible. Yeah. I, I, I have travelled a lot, but the Middle East has been the one place that I haven't gotten to yet. And I just all the stories come out because the majority of my travels have been done before I was a Christian. And so I'm like, man, I just really want to get over and see all these sites. And you're going on Bible lands to it, something like that. Well, it brings the whole Bible to life in a whole different way. Like, mm. you know, and so I even use those pictures when I'm preaching at times. Yeah. Because um, seriously, it just changed, uh, not not changed, it deepened my view of the Bible in Absolutely. so many spaces. Yeah. That's amazing. Hey, again, that number, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. Which of Peter's relatives did Jesus heal? You know what? Just before we get into our Bible study, i got a testimony to share with you. Mm. i got a testimony to share um, that happened yesterday. Oh, cool. So as I've been sharing throughout the week, there has been a group of Christian young people that have been in the community distributing Christian literature in the area of Raymond Terrace. And then yesterday we went to an area called Madawi. Now, you, I know mm. our listeners are coming in all from all over Australia, but that these are the kind of more rural Hunter Valley About areas. About an hour north of Newcastle. Yeah. Some, something like that. Close it's, to an hour. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's in the, you know, uh, Medallion in particular. It's close to the coast there, but again, more rural, more up in mm. the valley, you know, uh, not, not a city, that kind of thing. And I think those kinds of areas are, are where usually like mine workers or tradies or whatever, um, tend to live if they're doing work in the Hunter Valley area. Now, we were getting around this group of young people were getting around on the streets. So we've basically got this scholarship program that's running where we get in the area and we distribute Christian books and we you know, go to someone's door and we knock on the door, say, hi, my name's Lawson. I'm with a group of students working for a scholarship program. We're promoting good living in the area. And then, you know, kind of show them the books that cool. we have and say, hey, what we do is leave these books for donations in return, which go towards my scholarship and yeah. then give them a range, which, you know, they can donate from. Now it is donation based. So if someone wanted to give me, if, if I had handed someone all my books and they gave me $2 in return and said, I'm going to keep them, you know, I would I would give them to them now. I would lose a lot of uh, like yeah, <laughs> lots yeah. of money from that because of the cost price but of the books it, and whatnot. But you take it because you said donation only. <laughs> but it's but it's a donation based thing, and also the main thing for us is getting these books into the community. So mm-hmm. there'll be days where I'll have someone generously donate, and then you know at the next door I'll be able to give something out for you know very reduced price or even mm-hmm. free as a result because really at the end of the day our goal is to get these books out there mm. because they're life changing we have mm. got books they there they help people in the homes the great controversy steps of christ the desire of ages like these books that are literally life changing and some fantastic lifestyle health books as Beautiful. well now i went to a house yesterday and i knocked on the front door and this, you know, I can hear there's a couple dogs in there 
and there's a woman talking on the phone. Um, there is a teenage boy who's like sitting, I could see sitting at a table drawing on, you know, he has got some like professional art equipment. And then the, but the owner of the home is this older lady. Now I look in and I see that there is a couple of different, you know, um, Christ, you know, Christian imagery, mm-hmm. you know, some, mm-hmm. some, some statues of angels, some stuff in the walls, of mm-hmm. prayer hands and, Beautiful. and one, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, and I, you know, I'm standing at the door, the, the young, you know, the, he's turned out his 18 year old boy comes to the door and we have a chat and he's like, I'm like, Oh, is the homeowner here? And he's like, Oh yeah, my, my grandma's here. And it turned out that she was on the toilet. And so I, I, I felt like, oh, no, you know, usually if uh, if I've got a, you know, if it's kind of dicey situation like that, I think, hey, look, maybe I'll just keep going, you know, because, uh, you know, we've got a limited amount yeah, of time. you're just not sure whether you ought to hang around. Yeah, and especially an awkward situation like that. I'm like, oh, maybe I should just keep going um, and just, you know, just keep hitting houses. And, you know, if the spirit really leads, then I'll come back and I'll see if they're there. But yeah. Often it usually doesn't shake out that way. Often it's like, oh, look, you know, they weren't keen and I just move on. But something kept me there. I, I just felt like staying. And I was right. like, I, I'm like, I really think I need to stay here. And there was this small dog that, uh, well, there was a small dog that was barking on its head. And then there was this massive dog that came to the front door and stood with me and started <laughs> barking. to greet you. <laughs> he started like barking at me a little bit. But then by this point, like... The, the the homeowner she calls out from the toilet and invites me inside the house so I'm inside and I go to and she's like oh go and go and sit at the table with uh you know with the boy and so I'm, I go there but then the 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 little dog is with him and it's just barking and barking and barking and I'm like oh I don't I don't want to give bad vibes so mm-hmm. I walk away from there just go and stand near the front door with this massive dog and I'm just like standing there patting it and just just waiting. And waiting and waiting. And about five minutes goes past. And I start, again, start thinking, oh, maybe I should leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, I, I think I should really stay. I think I should mm-hmm. really stay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, eventually this, this woman comes out and she doesn't look in the best of spirits. You know, she, she doesn't look like she's doing well. And I do my introduction. Hi, my name's Lawson. I'm with a group of students working for a scholarship program. We're promoting good living in the community. And let's have a look. And, and this lady goes, oh, sure, come and sit at my table. And, and we start talking and I'm, I'm going through the books and I get to my second book. It's called Live More Happy by Dr. Darren Morton. Who's That's a great book, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yes. There's an amazing program with it as well. It's very mm-hmm. lifestyle based, very much in line very, with the Elliot With what stuff. Gina shared yeah. earlier. Isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. It's got basically this program that goes through. It's, it's about improving your mood and your mm. life and, and all of those kinds of things. And, you know, chapters on like how to get better sleep, how to stress less, yeah. how to eat better, you know, how to get adequate exercise and sunlight, all those kinds of things. And I start showing her this book and she's like, I think I really need that. And I'm like, well, I, you know, we all need good mental health. Oh, that's, that's really good that you can identify that. And then she, she just says to me, she just goes, you know, I'm, I've been in a really, really tough place. And I'm like, oh, how come? And she goes, well, in the last three months, oh, in the last six months, three months apart, um, two of my sons have passed away. Oh, wow. Two of, That's two of my three tough, kids. Isn't it? Two of my sons have passed away and my brother as well. And then she, she starts tearing up. Of course. And, That's and crying. traumatic and, for her too. And yeah. one, and both of them, just really awful situation. One of them, um, terminally ill with cancer mm. and lost his life and there was uh, some family issues going on as well and the other one from suicide wow. and so just really tragic and hey this is kind of 
touchy. And so we mm. want to suggest if, if these are things that you are currently struggling with, 131114 is the number for Lifeline. You can call that up and, and she starts tearing up and she's telling me this. And I'm just sitting there listening to her and... And she she's explaining, you know, um, how those situations happened, mm. and and I just ask her, you know, I've got the spiritual book sitting there mm. on the table. And she feel comfortable to open up to you. Yeah. she sensed something different. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, look, I'm I'm a Christian. Um, I'm a spiritual person. I ask her, are you a spiritual person? She's like, yes. And and she even said to me, you know, I am a spiritual person. I believe in Jesus. You know, and you can Beautiful. see the stuff around my house. Yeah. But she said, you know, I'm just really struggling to believe that He's with me, and I don't know how long I can hold on. Mm. And I'm like, all right. Well, what I want to do for you now is let's pray. And I hold her hand, and we begin praying, and. And, you know, just praying, you know, God be with this lady and, mm. and help her to, you know, overcome it. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I don't call it lady. I call it by name. I'm just, you know, censoring mm. for, for privacy's sake. And we, we pray this prayer and, you know, come up from prayer. And she's just tears streaming down her face. And mm. she starts to, you know, we're just sharing. And, and I'm sharing a little bit as well. And I'm sharing with her a few verses and whatnot. And then I pull out this book. It's called Peace Above the Storm. Oh, beautiful. Um, and the front cover, it says, Finding Freedom from Worry, Guilt, and Fear. Mm. And I'm like, lady, I think this book is incredible. Uh, you know, I think it would be a huge blessing for you. It's basically how to know Jesus closer as a friend mm. um, and how to find him in your difficult situations. Mm. And and it's been a huge, it's a book that I read through at least once a year. It's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's amazing. And I'm sharing this book with her and she's, you know, opening up more about her life and we're talking about God and, and our difficulties. And I share a little bit of my life story with her and, and just how I've been able to find peace and find hope mm. through Christ and and uh, sort of loved it was it was just a really amazing and, mm. and powerful experience and, and oh i think the thing that really got me was that i'd been praying all day you know you go to a lot of doors mm. and people just aren't interested or they might buy a health book or mm. whatnot but in terms of the spiritual i'm like lord find me someone who needs you who is Where seeking you can make a you. difference in the home exactly and this lady she's just there and she just needed it and and uh, the benefit for me was I, you know, I was willing just to give her the books at that point. Mm. I'm like, just take him. She ended up, she said, no, I can't do that to you, Lawson. You, you've been a real blessing to me. And, and she ended up buying some books from me. And I, you know, wrote some little messages in the front. And, and also wrote my details. Of it, like, hey, it. if you ever need to talk about anything, you know, and wrote the information. I speak on Faith of Him in the morning. You should listen. Mm. Uh, but it was just such a beautiful situation. God where really sent you there yesterday. All of a sudden... When you say as a young person, as an old person, whatever it is, it's like I'm going to be used by God to go to someone. When you're praying, God, find me someone who mm-hmm. needs to know you now. Mm-hmm. He will lead you there. Mm-hmm. It took me It took me all day. In fact, it took me a couple of days. Over the last couple of days, I've been feeling like, man, do any of these people, uh, you know, I'd, I'd sold Christian books and spiritual books and whatnot and, and people had blessed me. But I'm like, do any of these people, are they in desperate need? Mm-hmm. And finally, mm-hmm. I'd found mm-hmm. someone. And, Beautiful. And, uh, you know, on the way out, gave her a big hug and I had some, you know, some tear stains. Yeah. on my clothes as a result but it was like wow this person needed christ today mm-hmm. and she was able to receive it it was praise powerful. the lord you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491 064 669 
you are listening to the breakfast show this morning. I just, I just felt like sharing that. I just, I was like, hey, this is something that's blessed me, and and I really hope that the listeners, our listeners this morning, they can be encouraged to get put themselves in those situations as well to to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to meet people where they're at to meet their needs for this lady in particular it was my company and company and some books you know for other people for other ministry that I've done it's just it's companionship it's a meal it's whatever it may be we can be used to do that uh, and that's because we believe in a in a god and in a mm. savior who really has the ability to speak to these situations mm. and help people through them oh and the power of prayer hey yeah. like you know um the difference that it would have made for that lady in the home mm. um and to know that somebody cares mm. like you know she may or may not be having some of that external support mm. you know other than family at the moment so to know that God sent you in that moment and that she could uh, open up, she felt comfortable to do. Yeah. It's really crucial. Absolutely, and she she opened up and and whatnot. But we we understand, like, and so we saw a good result from that. Mm. But we understand that this origin of evil and the way mm. that she's feeling, saying, "I don't know if I can hold on." You know, life is so bleak and difficult. Mm. The reason that exists is because evil and sin has mm. come into the world. We are not designed mm-hmm. to go through this. Mm-hmm. We have not been brought up, you know, survival of the fittest, and we have not been brought up in competition to survive death. If we, mm. like, uh, it's, you know, we see that life you know, life expectancy, say, gets longer as a result of, you know, we are getting better and better at being able to nourish ourselves and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like, we haven't crossed a precipice in which we've been conditioned to fight off death. Death mm-hmm. is a reality in our situation, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that we were not designed to go through. We weren't, we were not designed to do. And so that feeling that, oh, hey, like, this is awful, this is terrible, and the future is pretty bleak, and mm-hmm. there's no hope. Of course you would feel that way, living in the world that we live in, yet despite this, and and despite also the spiritual nature and the spiritual reality Mm. of what's going on, there are principalities and powers in high places Mm. that are evil and affecting this world in awful ways, and particularly as we talked about our news stories this Mm -hmm. morning about what's happening in the United States in regards to health, like... It is it is stuff that is disturbing, it's sickening, it's like, how can this even take place? Despite all of this evil, and despite the ability and the power that it has over our world, and to take people, you know, to places that they should you know, ne- never have been and never have gone, gone and hurt people in ways that is unimaginable, mm. Christ has power over it. Amen. All. Isn't that the beautiful thing? This is what we understand. Mm. This is the message of the Bible. And we're going to mm. pick it up in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. We'll probably start reading from, Danuta, if you can get for us from verse 15, and we'll read through to the end of the chapter. Yep. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, so this is Paul writing to the Ephesians, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, mm. the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, um, of his inheritance um, in, in the saints, mm. and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Again, we covered that a lot yesterday yes. about power, didn't we? And the power of 
um, the resurrection that yeah. that really shows the power of God in mm-hmm. every way, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. There it is, the resurrection, and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far mm. above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. Mm. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Oh, I love this passage. Mm. And, you know, just commenting and looking on and, and speculating and trying to understand and to dive into the power of Christ. You know, mm. we, we, we've seen the flow of this passage up into this point. We've had that kind of uh, that conclusive statement that's come in verse 13 and 14 and looking at someone's process to salvation. And then we've seen 15 and 16, Paul kind of reflecting that onto the Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Then we come to verse 17 and we've seen the prayer that he prays for the Ephesians. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, he's like, oh, well, what's responsible for your guys' great conversion? Well, you know, this is the prayer that I've been praying for you and I've been pleading for you and and the work that Christ would Mm -hmm. do. And we see, we saw yesterday his perfect Power, his mm. resurrection power, his, his overcoming of death through the mm. resurrection, which gives life to all the, the very center of Christianity and the very center mm. of our belief. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, you know, as Paul writes uh, in one of his other epistles, he says, if, you know, the resurrection is not true, then our yes. belief is folly and we yeah, are yeah. Of all men most pitiable. Yes. Like if, if Christ didn't resurrect, then being a Christian is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the point of, mm-hmm. of Paul's message is like being a Christian is a waste of time and it makes your life worse and it's sad. Mm-hmm. And, and and you might be thinking, but what about all the benefits that come from being a Christian? And I have wholesale experience those <laughs> in my life. You know, the Sabbath, rest, community, all these different things. I was talking to another guy on the doors yesterday and we were having a conversation. He had been in the church, you know, grown up in the church, um, had an amazing, you know, church family, all these things, went to Bible college and doubts started to creep in. Mm. And, you know, the feeling particularly for him he said a a feeling of constant unrighteousness and as a result he has left the church and he can see he's like oh yes i can see all the benefits of the church but i'm not in a place where i believe it so i'm going to leave and i think that that's kind of a valuable that's actually a valuable take to understand like to say that hey i get all the benefits that can potentially come from religion but at the same time because for me i don't believe it Mm -hmm. then i can't adhere to it now I wholeheartedly believe it. And the reason I believe it is because of, you know, the experience of Christ in my life. And, and that's what I started to share with him. And that's the key. Yeah. That's the key when you said your experience in the life. Because yeah. somebody else's story mm-hmm. can never be your own story. Yeah, that's right. And and if we just hear things and it becomes information. Mm. It's yeah. about going on the journey to try and experience it for themselves. And yeah. that's what... Paul is also bringing in within that because Mm. that's why he's saying he's praying for spiritual wisdom. Yes. This is such a good point because I was was talking to this guy yesterday and he's making the point like I read the Bible and I see this high standard of morality – um, but then in my, so he, he comes from a Pentecostal background. And, and one of the things to really understand about Pen, the Pentecostal understanding of, of belief in the Spirit's work in someone's life is that Pentecostals believe that the evidence of the Spirit in someone's life or, or God working in your life is through the 
observation of gifts. So mm-hmm. if someone can, and the first and foremost of those is speaking in tongues, which mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation about, you know, what true speaking in tongues is. But it's like, if you can speak in tongues first off, but then you need to prophesy and do all this stuff. Like if you're ticking those boxes, then God is really working in your life. So this person, they're like, okay, it seems that I've got, I can manifest in some ways these gifts, but then I'm not becoming a better person. I'm not becoming, you know, I'm not overcoming the challenges and difficulties of my life. Everyone says that I should just be okay because Jesus is working in my life, but I don't think that's happening. And so as a result of not having that experience with Christ, he left the church. And I started to share with him very much in line with what's going on here. You know, mm. Paul's prayer is not that, oh, hey, I hope you guys speak in tongues. and da, da, da. It's like, no, I hope that you are given it, the Holy Spirit so that you have all wisdom, mm-hmm. that you might become adopted to Christ. Like God is, the, mm. the evidence of God working in our life is based on the change of our character. Mm-hmm. Like this is first and foremost, because there is no need for prophecy in heaven. There is mm. no need for the speaking of tongues in heaven and the correct speaking of tongues, which is, you know, to speak in languages that are unknown for the purpose of sharing the gospel. There is, there's no need for those spiritual gifts in heaven. What, what, why do I need to tell the future in heaven? Like I already, the, the reason prophecy is given, as Jesus says, John 10, 14, 29 i tell you these things before they come to pass so that when they come to pass you might believe it's for the purpose of evangelism there's no evangelists in heaven we just spend time with jesus but the gifts that we receive from god the true work of the holy spirit is the change of character and i'm sharing that with this guy i'm like Mm. god is wanting to work in your heart to to make you something more and this is what we pray for and experience the power of god that's what paul talks about in this passage doesn't he about the power of the true power of god which is the greatness of yeah to over to overcome mm. sin. Like, mm-hmm. this is where we see the mm. greatness and the power and the work of God. And, and you know, and it was interesting. You know, I also share with him the truth of God's word, the observable evidence of the Bible and whatnot. And, and I was even able to leave with him with a book as well, which was, which was awesome. But what we see here when we think about God's power, mm-hmm. it's like, what, what is the outcome of that for us? It's the work in our heart, it's the work in our lives, and it's the changing of our lives to the conforming of us to be more like Him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to give our final quiz for today. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath blank in his death. What's the Ah. word that goes there? The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath blank in his death. Mm, absolutely. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. And we have our amazing prize for this week, the Days of Daniel board game. Mm. And guys, it's, it's as easy as sending in an answer. Any answer. Just send us in something. It might be right. Do you want to read that one more time for us? Yeah, fill in the blank. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous faith hath blank in his death. Mm, absolutely. 0491-064-669. This is your final opportunity of the penultimate day of quiz questions. Of course, we have a final day tomorrow <laughs> and we're going to have five more questions where you can get in. But again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You listen to the breakfast show this morning. Let's go over, let's read Ephesians chapter one and verse 21. One of the verses that we went over as we read that passage. Mm, I'll bring it in also in verse 20, if that's right, sure. which, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places 
And verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Mm. You know, what? where my mind goes with that one, Lawson, is that, um, you know, Paul, we, we touched on it last week, of course, that the, uh, when Paul was in Ephesus, it was, mm. there was a lot of magicians there, sorcery, mm. all of that, a lot of, mm. um, spirits. And, and, and the thing is that during that time, you know, it was, it was so strong with all spiritual powers, um, that what he's trying to bring out here is mm. that, Jesus is way above that. He's yep. got authority and greater power than any yep. of those spirits in any mm-hmm. kind of way. Um, and that it, it's also the fact that it's not just this age, but in the age to come. Yeah. I love that because it's not just about in the present here of the power of God that he mm-hmm. has, not over, uh, not only over sin, but particularly over evil, mm-hmm. uh, given that Satan and his angels try and rule in this world, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, um, and have power over people. Jesus is far, far more, um, greater than that. Yeah. Absolutely. He has total power over wickedness. And I love that idea of in this age and in the age of come, you know, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Of, yeah. of course, when Paul is writing that and he's expressing that, you know, he, he's, he's alluding to the fact that Jesus is the one who has rulership over everything forever. And then, you know, as I mentioned, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Alpha and the Omega, yep. as Revelation then shows us, like his kingly position, mm-hmm. it, it, he really does have authority over all. And you brought up, uh, you know, Ephesians there, Acts chapter 19. Mm. You got the story of the sons of Sceva. Mm. And you have basically Paul traveling at that time and casting out lots of name, uh, demons in the name of Jesus, yeah. which is really epic, you know, because because Paul, he's a servant of God, he's a follower of Jesus, mm. and he's doing this work. And then the sons of Sceva, they're like, oh, well, if it's working for him, it should work for us. And they're like, we cast you out mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And the demon's like, I know Paul. I don't know you. And I know Jesus, <laughs> but I don't know who you are. But ultimately for Paul, what gives enables him to cast yeah. out demons is, again, that authority that Jesus has over all principalities and powers and demons. We, we see numerous times within Jesus' mm. ministry, his casting out of demons. But, uh, you know, then even imbuing that power onto his followers as well, because in his name, it, it just simply is that he has power over all. And it is. That's the key. It is in his name. And the thing is, sometimes, you know, readers can think or we can think that, you know, it can it only happen in the time of Paul. Mm. But the thing is, a lot of ministers and myself and my husband have actually been in homes wow. where we've actually had to pray over the homes for a blessing and over the people. And it's mm. been in every place where we've been in ministry, whether it's wow. been in Sydney, whether it's been out west, um, you know, uh, further west, inland, in the regional areas, and even here on the coast. Mm. Um, and I think of homes where people have actually been call, called us at night time, mm. at night time during the middle of the night because they have been fearful of what they are experiencing and what they're seeing. And I think of, 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 of one lady where, you know, the figure the figure of somebody that they did not know was actually sitting on the end of their bed each wow. night that they would go to bed i think of another home where we prayed several years ago in sydney of a lady where where the figure would actually come into the room into her bedroom with her and there was absolute fear and the and the the thing is that we cannot cast those spirits 
out mm. of ourselves, but we can in the name of Jesus. Mm. And, you know, we, when we've said to these folk, when we've prayed with them, we also have given them the Bible. We've even suggested to open it up to Ephesians chapter 6. This is, you know, that, that'll come up further, but it's, we've touched on it last week a little bit as well about wearing the armor of God. Because when we put on the armor of God, we are in a spiritual battle. All of us, whether we like it mm. or not, are in a spiritual battle. And, um, and through the power in the name of Jesus, those, those demons and those spirits can actually be cast out. And people have had them peace in their home. Mm. But something we've also suggested is that they listen to Christian songs as well. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? mm. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I think, um, well, what, if we look at, you know, the church, as a as a worldwide entity and we look at you know the way that christianity is expressed in those different areas in well as a as a christian in the west here in australia for for me it's not often that the the topic of spiritualism really comes up in terms mm-hmm. of, of seeing those kinds of things but as you're attesting to like it, it really is happening and it's mm. it's really going on and and particularly you, you know people might think it's like oh you know we we don't see it uh, a skeptic or an atheist or, or someone who is is maybe even Christian, uh, but they're like who is skeptical in some way. They're like, oh, we we don't see it here, and so it must not really exist. But the reason it's happening in these places is because of the prevalence of the practices of spiritualism. You know, mm. whereas that was mm. widespread back in it you know the day widespread. the day of mm. Ephesians, as we're reading, and you know, in, in every culture today in Western you know secular culture, the practice. Practices of spiritual aren't really there, but where they are practicing spiritualism, mm. that's where you're seeing these just absolutely yeah, wild, mm. you know, demon possession and all of these things, and and particularly, you know, when we talk about third world countries where it's really prevalent and, and in, in the continent of Africa, there there it's quite prevalent there, and there are consistent testimonies and stories coming mm. out of these areas mm-hmm. up until today, and even, even when people travel there from Western countries, of these incredible stories of demon possession and and these kinds of things but you know and and something that has happened in the african churches for uh, quite some time is that often when people convert to christianity there can sometimes be the prevalence of you know someone will convert to christianity and they will decide okay jesus is lord but then they're like oh but you know just in case because spiritualism is so prevalent there and they're seeing the results of it they're like just in case i'll mm-hmm. i'll make good with the spirits as well you know i'll dedicate my husband's health to the to the to jesus but also to the spirits i'll mm-hmm. go to the witch doctor as well uh but you know the work that has been going on in africa you know of missionaries and the work that has been going on there of people sharing the gospel has been really trying to communicate not only in africa in the islands in in many of these places where you know indigenous religion and paganism mm-hmm. still exist is communicating to people that, hey, no, you actually don't need to do both because Jesus has power over all principalities. Oh, he has power over all principalities. Power over all and, and that's spirits. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, and, and, and of all time as well. That's why it says of this age and the age to come. Mm, absolutely. And so we can be hopeful whether there is difficulty, there is sadness, there is death, or there is even spiritual oppression. God will work in a mighty and powerful way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And you are joined by myself, Lawson, the amazing Danuta, and we are going to get some answers. Our first one is, while on a ship sailing to Italy in the midst of the storm, 
Who told Paul that no lives on board would be lost? Of course, it was. An angel. Yeah. It's so funny, this story. I, actually, I have just <laughs> great memories of, this was a couple of years ago, Lyle and I on the show going through the book of Acts. And we got to this chapter, which is right towards the end of the book of Acts. And we spent a good four days of Lyle explaining sailing. And it was amazing. True. Like, it, was, it was so good. <laughs> and I actually, I caught my, because my, my family, my parents are sailors. I called them up. I'm like, you got to listen to the show and listen to all the sailing talk. And that was Wow. so into it and uh, listening to this story and 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 Lyle's explaining, okay, so the wood, wood, wind would have changed in this direction and the boat would have been pointing this way if they are like, because right. Lyle... He was putting it all in Lyle place. knows his stuff. Sailing is like <laughs> one of his... It's it's sailing and archaeology and... Revelation. His, history and revelation. I think that, <laughs> And by archaeology, I mean one time he came to my house with a metal detector and had a look around, which was pretty cool. And he didn't but, find uh, anything that was archaeological <laughs> at all. <laughs> Not quite. But um, this story here, you know what's so funny, though, is it's like you know, the angel says, Paul, they're having this, they're having this storm. Mm-hmm. The angel says, Paul, it's okay. No lives will be lost. It's, mm-hmm. it's okay. And then that is immediately followed by a massive shipwreck. A shipwreck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and where they're all tossed and it's over. Like, but we are going to lose our lives. <laughs> they're all tossed over into the sea, but they land on Malta and they, they mm. don't die. They, they live their best lives. Hey, let's they continue to, to read uh, some of the answers Second here. one. Which chapter in Revelation has the fewest verses? It's actually chapter 15. Mm. Did you know that one ahead? Um. Yeah, well, you had I a mean, hunch. I've uh, like, yeah. <laughs> when I think, I, I'm like, oh, it's either chapter 15 or chapter seven. Uh-huh. That was that was kind of my feelings towards it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well done. Which of the following appears first in the New Testament? Is it First Peter, Hebrews, or Titus? And the answer is. Titus. Titus. Now, I would have known this one because there's a section in the Bible. It's like Thessalonians, first, second Thessalonians, first, second Timothy, and then Titus. And I call it, it, I always call it the T section. Triple T's. I call it the T section. (laughs) Or I call it uh, the T intersection, you know. (laughs) Um, And I know, I'm like, that's directly before Hebrews. Yes. And I know that I'm like, oh, first Peter, that's near Revelation. That's definitely down the other end, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which of Peter's relatives did Jesus heal? It was actually his mother-in-law. Yeah. And you were talking about the location of that as well. Yes, that's right. by the sea there. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, amazing. And the fifth one, fill in the blank. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath blank in his death. And the answer is hope. 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 The righteous have hope in death. And that is like mm. very, it, it, like that saying itself, you know, and I've been to a number of funerals uh, in my time. I'm pretty young and none of, pretty, mo- the majority of the funerals I've been to is ne- have never been for like someone that's my age because I'm not at that age yet where it's common. Uh, one of them was uh, for, my, for my good friend, Zach. But uh, other than that, you know, going to funerals and particularly funerals that, uh, for my family members, because most of my family, particularly on my dad's side, aren't Christian, and they, and you, you sit there, and it's de- well, funerals are devastating anyway. Mm. Like even the Christian funerals mm-hmm. I've been to, they're they're devastating, but funerals in in those situations where there is just no, no hope, hope in death. Yeah, yeah, and, we went to one like that too. Yeah, and mm. particularly, you know, the last funeral I went to like that was for my uncle and it was a really sad situation. You know, he was a, he's a grandparent, a young grandparent and had beautiful grandchildren, a beautiful family and he passed away. You know, he just had reached his 
I believe he was in his late 60s and he he had cancer before. They had cut it out, you know, and he had mm. gone on chemo and whatnot and found, um, found relief. And then, you know, finally, after 12 years, he succumbed. And just the pain that that brought the family mm-hmm. and, and just the, the devastation mm-hmm. in the funeral. And, it, and it's so sad and it, it is so heartbreaking. And, and I'm sitting there just, just wanting to, 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 to be like, because <laughs> there's so much comfort. There there's is so, so much, much comfort, hope in there? Christ mm-hmm. and, and just knowing that, that God is, draws close, you know, mm-hmm. to, to those in those times. But it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult. We have so much hope in Jesus and even over the worst thing that we aren't supposed to go through, mm-hmm. even over death. Guys, remember, as you go through this day, to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.